Welcome to the Advancing Your Career in Academia podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Loren M. Hill, a coach and a licensed clinical psychologist in Los Angeles, California. I'll be sharing over 25 years of tips, tools, and advice on advancing your career in academia. For more information, visit our website at theacclivity.com. Hey, this is Mark Canty back. Uh, Mark Canty of Release Dynamics. And once again, I'm back with the lovely Dr. Loren M. Hill of The Acclivity. Uh, by the way, a little plug here for Dr. Hill. You can find her at theacclivity.com. So that's all one word, the acclivity, two C's in acclivity. So uh, if you're wondering about where you can learn more about her, uh, that's the place to start. And today we're going to be interviewing Dr. Hill again as to what's going on, you know, in, in academia. It's crazy times right now. So we're kind of going to do an update. We're going to get you know, a snapshot, get Dr. Hill's perspective on where things are at this moment in time. And um, it's a crazy world we live in. Uh, lots of stuff going on right across the nation. And uh, we want to get her insight. So I'm going to begin by asking, well, first of all, welcoming Dr. Hill. Um, thank you for joining us again today. It's a pleasure to be with you. Hi, Mark. It's good to be back with you again. Thanks for having me. You bet. So let's dive in. Let me let me begin with a, a question for you, which is, you know, um, what are you finding in, in today's environment? We've got COVID, we've got vaccinations happening, we've got a new administration in the White House, uh, and that's just in the United States. I know you work right across North America. <laughs> so uh, we've got stuff happening, and I won't even go into what's going on in Canada. Um, but, uh, you know, things are happening. The world is, is really moving at a fast pace right now with a lot going on. What are you seeing that problems that are currently facing, you know, educators and people that are looking to advance their career in academia? Uh, what are you finding these days? Mark, what I'm finding um, is that we are a year into a pandemic. Um, you know, we found that as often happens, the landscape of higher ed changes, right? And I think what we weren't prepared for in higher ed was this pandemic. So we are dealing with COVID. Um, we were dealing with not being prepared. Um, people were literally told one day the school was shutting down um, from educators to administrators to students, just pack up and leave. And so this has caused displacement across the board, right? Mm -hmm. what we do, and then we're scrambling to find um, ways to deliver content and continue education because while the campuses were shut down, um, the terms weren't, right? We still had um, spring term, winter term, fall term, summer term, and a year into it, um, we're starting to see that how things were um, may be a thing of the past in, in many ways. Wow. Yeah. And I would think one of the things that pops up for me, and of course, uh, I'm not in, like you, I'm not in a formal institution and I'm, I haven't grown up in that environment like you have. But uh, one of the things that, that occurs to me is that 
Uh, um, first, there's got to be a lot of fear, a lot of people that are frozen and wondering, you know, that have been working for years and wondering, what about my job? Am I ever going to return to it? And the other thing is, I would think that there would be a lot of competition. So we've got, you know, there, let's face it, when didn't mean all the schools stopped before COVID hit or the, the pandemic hit. So those schools continued to produce and graduate a lot of people who were looking at going into education. So competition was not only because people were graduating and looking and getting into institutions, but then also people were being let, let go or put on the side. So we've got this whole body of people. So I would think that that would be uh, a big factor. The idea of more educators, less placements available, I, I would think would bring up a lot of fear. You're absolutely correct. So not only do we have the fear of the pandemic, we have job loss, right? Yes. Uh, People don't always think about academia as an industry, but it is, right? So there's the business side of education. And so therefore it's, it's, it needs revenue. So what does the budget look like? So for those institutions who may have been struggling before the pandemic, um, this just made things even worse, right? Yes. So we're thinking about you know, closing departments or um, blending departments or who do we keep or who do we offer early retirements. Um, all of these things we are typically used to seeing in private industry, if you will. Yes. Um, and we don't think about it in those same terms in academia, um, which is something that I hope people uh, become more aware of that academia is an industry. Wow, that's powerful. That, that is a powerful concept. I hadn't thought of it that way, but so true, so true. Um, and, and before anybody uh, drifts away from our conversation, uh, clicks away, stops listening, um, we do want you to know that, yeah, we're in the mud right now. We're, we're, we're going to talk a, a few more minutes about the mud, but I also want to let you know that uh, I know Dr. Hill has some ideas to share and we want to make sure that we give you some solutions, some, some ideas. So hang around. Don't, uh, <laughs> don't drift off right now. Please hang in there. Listen on, watch on, uh, whether you're listening on a podcast or you're watching on video. Um, know that we're we're wanting to also give you some constructive and positive things. So, but I do want to do I do want to address one more thing, uh, and I have a question here about that. Is that uh, it seems to me that even from the small experience that I've had and observed is that there's probably a lot of educators out there that are still stuck in fear, and um, you know that that you know, have a real problem with that. And can you talk a little bit more about that? You know, what, what is causing them to be stuck? What would be the main reason that somebody in education would be really stuck in fear right now? Well, Mark, uh, I think part of the reason people are stuck in fear is because we all, to some degree, have been thrust out. We don't know when the end is coming. You know, when are things going to get back to normal or meaning like, pre-pandemic. And so uh, sometimes what happens is peer fear can be paralyzing. Yes. So we, and that's part of our response naturally, right? We've all heard of like the fight or flight. And so, you know, part of before we make our decision of what to do is that we, we're, we get stuck. And so then we have to make a decision of which direction to go. And so it doesn't really help uh, that 
that many, many people that we know, or even, you know, if we listen to the news or these types of things, like everybody's just waiting for things to get back to how they were before. So that can be a bit of a challenge because um, I believe that the fact that we've been into this for so long is that we have to be expecting a new normal, um, going back to what existed before the pandemic, uh, it will take us a very long time to get there. Meanwhile, things are moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. So investment to, for, for example, online delivery, right? Remote delivery or distributed or distance um, delivery modalities. Uh, those are ways in which we really need to be considering Um, as we move out of this paralyzing, scary place of when are we going to get back to normal? Great point. Uh, You know, that idea of uh, uh, how I've heard it is freeze and then flight or fright or or (laughs) flight or fight. And really good point is we're frozen. And, And the other thing that comes up, comes to mind for me is that, you know, we, no matter what we do, um, in the world and whatever situation we're, we're placed up against is we have a choice to, to react and to stay in a reactive mode or to be proactive and to start to turn the wheel and change the way we respond to the situation. So with that in mind, can, can you tell me a little more about, you know, I'm an educator. Let's say uh, I am a, let's say I'm an associate professor. And I'm thinking, wow, life was good two years ago. Now I don't know where I'm going to go. I'm frozen. My whole goal was I was on a career path. I wanted to be an adjunct professor. That was the goal I had in mind. Hadn't really mapped things out. It was just something I thought wouldn't happen naturally. Um, tell me, you know, now that we've kind of gone through and identified some of the things that freeze us, some of the obstacles that we're up against, what can we do to you know, move against that? What, uh, what are the things that we can do to be proactive and to advance our career? if we're aware of this concept that you say that, you know, the normal is no longer coming back, we've got to adapt. What, what can we do about that? Yeah, so the first thing would be just really taking stock, right? What does my department look like? What does my university look like or my institution? Um, are we fiscally healthy? What is enrollment looking like? What have been the messages coming from administrators about what the future path is, right? So as we are in faculty positions, many times we may not be aware of what's going on at the administrative level. So I would say one of the best things that we can do is have conversations, like ask what's going on, what's the path forward? Can I be involved in that? Do I, what can I do to get myself involved in it? And so that way we're not just waiting for something to happen. I love that you brought up proactive versus reactive. If we're just sitting back thinking that the institution is gonna take care of us or that everything's gonna be okay, well, it may or it may not, but the, the more you can be involved in conversations and that means you're going to be proactive. So you'll have an idea of what to do and, you know, how to perhaps pivot, right? Yeah. Uh, what we want to think about is what is my place here? And is this somewhere that, that I'm going to be able to stay, prosper, and thrive? Mm-hmm. 
Excellent points. So if I think about like a smart, you know, smart educators, what would they be taking advantage of in this changing environment? How would they be pivoting? How would they be acting in a proactive way? Can you give us some tips and some ideas as to what a smart educator would be doing to ensure that they are that attractive person that, it, that gets the advancement and kind of moves ahead of the pack? Absolutely. The first thing you have to do, and we've talked about this before, is really put yourself first, right? You have to take charge of your career. You have to take stock in it. You need to see what your skill sets are. You need to see where you can improve. What do you need to do in terms of professional development? Where are the trends? Um, right now, we all know that the main way of distributed learning is through technology, right? So we all know Zoom or go to meeting or WebEx. These uh, synchronistic or asynchronistic um, options for classroom content delivery are where you need to be. And if you aren't there now, you're behind. Mm. And so you need to take time out of your busy schedule. We know we're all busy, but there are ways in which you can get some quick tutorials. Probably your university or your institution is already offering them. So see what your IT department has. What is your um, learning platform? And are there tutorials within there that you can click on? Can you make an appointment with someone to help guide you through? The next thing you can do is go outside of your institution. There's plenty of free tutorials and webinars online. You can go to YouTube. You can find some that are very basic and user-friendly. And so take advantage of those um, options that are no cost to you and readily available. Great, great points. I know, you know, when this whole thing happened, Zoom, of course, got inundated and had some issues to begin with because they became so powerful and it has become one of the dominant sources of delivery. But I also know I myself have looked and they have amazing you know, tutorials that, as you say, are free on, on YouTube that teach you how to use Zoom, how to be, um, you know, good at delivery, how all the technology works. Um, what other things can someone do to kind of put themselves ahead of the pack? What, for example, let me ask you this question. What would you be searching for on Google if you were wanting to be proactive and kind of set yourself apart from other people? So I think what I would be looking for is, you know, how, just put in the search for how to become a digital presenter, expert presenter, right? So you can start off really simply as how to become a presenter, because if you're not familiar with it, then you may be a little intimidated. And then, you know, go through the series. One of the things that I love about YouTube is it kind of cues up things for you, right? So if you are watching this, then it kind of intuitively knows this might be good for you next. So try that, how to be um, an expert presenter with digital content. The other thing that I would suggest is um, look at PowerPoint, right? Uh, I can't tell you how many faculty or adjuncts, full-time, part-time, et cetera, have great content and they're used to the lecture format with their notes, which is fine. But when you're in the digital platform, you really need to have 
PowerPoints available, slides available, something that you can refer to and also hand, you know, give to the students the handouts. So I would say those two things are critical, PowerPoint and how to be a digital expert presenter. Great points once again is, you know, the word that comes to mind to me is engagement. And of course, I work, you know, online all the time. And one of the number one things we have to be aware of is boredom. You know, we don't want people, you know, drifting off, being bored, no longer engaged with what we're trying to do. Of course, if they're on a computer, they can be doing any number of things. They can mute themselves. They can take their camera off and literally leave the room. Uh, and we've lost them as students. So uh, I love that you brought in the idea of visual medium, like using not just doing a lecture, which can obviously be very boring over time, no matter how animated you are, but bringing in visuals like a PowerPoint that can really help bring your point home and keep people engaged. Uh, of course, the other side of that too is as part of, of being a presenter, they can then share, you know, content like, you know, hey, here's a PDF of my slides, you know, to my students and they can download those and all kinds of different things like that. Fantastic conversation, Dr. Hill. I really appreciate you um, sharing so openly with us today. Um, but before we go, I would like to just, you know, ask you some final questions about how you can help someone. I mean, there's, there's a lot, you know, I would hazard to guess there's not just hundreds, but thousands of educators out there that are perhaps paralyzed, perhaps stuck, perhaps in fear, perhaps really wondering, you know, experiencing self-doubt, wondering whether they even have the opportunity to advance their career in academia or whether they should give up and go and get a job somewhere else. So how can you work with people? What are the benefits from working with you? Um, please give us a quick little... Uh, overview of some of those ideas of how you serve people and help educators? So, yeah, I think that's right on. This is the time to really be reflecting about your career. Um, whether you are a novice at digital presentation or content delivery in the classroom, or if you are seasoned and an expert, this is an awesome time to think about where your next steps are, right? So normal is redefined. What we knew pre-pandemic, that sort of normal, we should just move on from that, right? We need to think about a new normal. Now, what we're doing now is maybe going to be the way forward for some schools. Maybe they will deliver a good majority of their content virtually. Um, but I do think that there will be going back to brick and mortar. So how you pivot and take stock and assess where you are, what your skill sets are, what your skill levels are. That's very important because it can definitely give you an idea of where you're going to be next year, right? 12 months from now, um, you know, 24, 36, on to retirement. So I work with people to take stock of where they are now and think about a path forward. So I'd love to hear from people just to kind of, you know, what are you thinking about in terms of your career in this new digital age of delivery? Um, you know, do you prefer to be brick and mortar? Some people have even thought about, you know what, I'm seasoned in this, so I think I'm gonna transition into administration so that I can work on policy. 
So there's no limit, um, but you really should be talking to someone who can serve as a sounding board, who's been there, done that, um, who has a, a good idea of where you may want to navigate your career. Excellent. Well, there you have it. Uh, Dr. Loren M. Hill. And Dr. Hill uh, is not only a clinical psychologist, she's also been there and done that and grown through academia, advancing her own career, and now is also offering coaching opportunities for people who want to advance their very own career. Um, let's face it, education is far from, from done. Uh, this is not a time to give up. We're in a tremendous uh, point of, of transition and change where, in fact, learning and education is going to become more powerful and more important than ever, uh, which is, which is um, all the reason to have a great coach like Dr. Hill to help you navigate that, to help you set your goals, to hopefully shortcut the circuit for you and get you there faster. So uh, once again, I want to appreciate uh, Dr. Hill for being with us. Wherever you see this, whether you're listening to this as a podcast or you're watching it on YouTube or on any other video channel, please leave your comments. Uh, if there's an opportunity to give us a thumbs up, maybe you're seeing it on Facebook and you can give us a like, um, please do that. Uh, I, I think this information is extremely valuable and I hope you do too. So I would ask you to affirm Dr. Hill for putting this out there for us and uh, do give her some loving by uh by liking her content and leaving your comments let's get a dialogue going about these things leave your questions and by all means you'll also find wherever you happen to come across this interview you'll find contact information for dr hill uh reach out to her um i know you know she would love to hear from you and she's uh, although she's very busy she always seems to find time <laughs> to fit in those students and those people that you know are are wanting to advance their career in academia because she's passionate about it this is uh, the industry that she really hangs her hat on and believes so passionately and strongly about. So Dr. Hill, thank you once again for being with us today. And we will look forward to seeing you on the next interview. Any closing comments? Reach out to me. I'm here for you. I look forward to hearing from you. I love speaking with people. As Mark has said, this is my passion. Um, I know a lot about this and I'm hopeful that my expertise will help you move your career forward. Fantastic. Thank you. So once again, just to wrap up, this is Mark Canty with Release Dynamics, and it's been a pleasure to spend time here with Dr. Loren M. Hill of The Acclivity. And you can find more information about Dr. Hill at theacclivity.com. That's the A-C-C-L-I-V-I-T-Y.com. Uh, go ahead and visit her website there. And you'll also find her calendar and contact information there where you can reach out and book a free time to chat. Um, she's very open and, and happy to to, uh, to visit with you and learn more about how you are advancing your career in academia and how she might be able to help. Thanks so much for being with us and we will see you on the next chat that we have. I hope you enjoyed today's session. Thank you for listening. And if you're looking to advance your career in academia and you'd like to talk, please schedule a call on my calendar. It's a no obligation call and we'll have a quick chat and I'll see if I can help you out and answer any questions you might have. Continue to connect with me by going to theacclivity.com and on Facebook and LinkedIn. 
Be sure to subscribe to the Advancing Your Career in Academia podcast, and you'll be instantly notified when the new podcasts are available. Don't forget to like us.